You're listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own 5 tents, 7 backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Saran Alfines, is, There is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. And today I'm with Brandon and Chase. Well, what? And we're going to talk about... We're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's here. I am here. Present. <laughs> Present. Present. <laughs> today we're going to talk about uh, stand-up paddleboarding. So I'm glad you're here, Brandon, because um, of the three of us, we all... We all do some stand-up paddleboarding, yeah. but you're a pro. Yeah. Sponsored and by Gear 30, huh? <laughs> yeah. the only sponsor I can get. Yeah. Um, but of the three of us, you know, Chase, of, of all of us, Chase is the one that's probably built like a stand-up paddleboarder. He's the most athletic for sure. <laughs> yeah. And yet, but he has the hair too. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I'm Which, a surfer. And yeah. he talks like a surfer. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> He, he really should have been born in California. No, that's not true. He's a good Utah, but... Yeah, I like um, it here. I don't want to represent California. <laughs> um, but anyway, so it's stand-up paddleboarding season. We were just talking yeah. about it before this episode. You haven't gotten out yet, Brandon, which is rare because you're usually the first one on the water. Yeah, I feel really bad about that. Uh, <laughs> um, and I have a really interesting excuse um, because I've wanted to go a couple of times and so I bought a new Thule box for my for my uh, SUV to put all the stuff in because our family goes on vacations to like Yellowstone every year, and we and it's just every year we get more stuff. And I'm like, we need a we need a box. So I bought a box, and it's awesome. But I bought like the XXXL, <laughs> like the biggest supercharged. Yeah, to it Super took Max. Chase and I like together to lift this whole thing on to, onto my car. Well. Um, that's on my rack space. And so I have all hard shell boards. I don't have any inflatables. So every time I'm like, oh, dude, I, I think I got a couple hours. Let me throw a sup on my, I'm like, I can't. I gotta, <laughs> gotta and I can't take it rack. off by myself. <laughs> <laughs> like I need, a, so now I'm like, okay, uh, I might need to try and push it over and max that rack space and put it in like a kayak. Yeah. J-hook from, uh-huh. from Thule and then just throw this up in the J-hook and see if that works because um, that it's a funny excuse, but that's why <laughs> that's one of the reasons why I have it. And we had a really cool, uh, as far as temperature goes, yeah, was, really cool. And it hasn't been hot until right now. And like right now, I bet, you know, Kazi's booked with people and, and Brainview yeah. is, is getting pretty busy. But it is one of my favorite go-to summer sports. It's just, it's a blast. Yeah. Well, I know that for you, like normally in Utah, springs are a little rain here and there, but usually they're pretty nice and, and fairly warm and stuff. This year, it's just been like 
and you can get on rain, rain, rain. You can get and with standard paddle boarding, and we'll talk about everything you need for it. But um, cooler weather is good yeah. for standard paddle boarding. Uh, for you, I fall in the water more than you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, just yeah. Uh, <laughs> a if you don't fall in, yeah. Uh, especially if, if you wear a life jacket that is like a, a traditional life jacket over, and not the belt kind. Um, yeah. And it keeps you really warm. Yeah. Uh, and, and you can, if you don't plan on swimming. You can sort of layer up, you know, like uh, right. wear like a long sleeve. Uh, what are those shirts called that you can get wet? It's like the sun shirt. It's not a wet, yeah, like a sun shirt or yeah, something. Right here. Yeah. And so when they get wet, they'll dry fast. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, did you want to go over like the, yeah, the so, gear? Or? So, because I'm, because my wife and I, we usually go out on a, a paddle boarding date once a month or something like that. We get a babysitter and she and I go out and, um, and, but I'm not that avid of a paddleboarder. I enjoy it when I do go out, but it's always, I'm always kind of racking my brain, like, what do I need again each time I go out? So what type of stuff for those that are maybe just getting into it or yeah. those that are a little rusty, haven't been out all year, what type of stuff do we need to so go? So there's the must-haves and then there's the, like the bonus stuff that you can add on, which is probably endless. But the must-haves is you gotta have a board. They come in both inflatable <laughs> and, and hard shell and they're, great for different uses the hard shells are faster if you want to use it as like a way for to exercise like if you want to rather than run trails or hit the treadmill if you want to get a good workout in the morning if you're close to a pond lake ocean uh, the hard shell is a great way to go Um, you don't have to inflate it and deflate it you just throw it on your car strap it down take off Um, i own hard shells and i like them however uh, inflatables are great because they're more stable and they're actually more, uh, tra- uh, they're easier to transport. You can throw them in the trunk of a car. You can throw like four in the trunk of a car. If you have a tool rack, you can put it inside your car. In your side, your SUV, you don't have to worry about it, which is why I'm, and I have an RV as well that uh, the door, I can't get a hard shell. I'd have to put it on top, but <laughs> there's so much storage below. I could put inflatables below if I owned inflatables right. or even in it, but I don't. And our RVs are tall. Like, how are you going to get a hard shell on top of an RV? You need like a lift, a pulley system. Like, I'm not, no, I'm not. And I'll see, you ever see like RV with a canoe on top? I'm like, how the I'm heck sorry. did he? Well, how did he get that? Yeah. And how are they getting it off of there? Like, I don't know. So yeah, you need a board and then you need a paddle. Right. Um, and then you need, or recommended uh, definitely would be a, a leash and, and a life jacket. Um, and, and, a, and usually uh, the fins are removable on the paddleboard, so the, you need the fins make sure you got your fins. Should come with the board, um, and if they didn't, you got gypped. But yeah, check <laughs> to make sure you got fins with fins with your board. That's that's actually a really good reminder, especially with the inflatables, because usually you'll pop those off, and if you misplace those and you show up and you don't have a fin, you're going to be spinning in circles on your inflatable, which is kind of a bummer. Um, things that you. And, and it depends on which where you go, like uh, which lake, which body of water you're on, as far as life jackets go. Uh, if you're on a on a and a leash, actually. So if you're on a river, uh, the leashes are maybe you don't you don't use, or because there's a chance of it getting caught up and you can drown. Um, but if you're in, um, oh, what's the big river that's out of? Uh, oh, it's the one that 
the hits of the uh, Pacific Ocean there up in Columbia, uh, the Columbia River, it's the Columbia River Gorge. It's huge. That, that's not a river. Right. That's freaking huge. Right. Well, pe- well, Santa paddleboarders drowned in there. Professional surfers have drowned on that river because they're they're used to surfing and and they're I guess maybe the the conditions are somewhat controllable in the waves on, on the ocean what they're used to, but that that river is dangerous. Yeah. And so the wind can separate you from your board fast if you don't have a leash. And if then you're, if you didn't have a life jacket, so you don't have a life jacket and now you lost your board and now, now you got to swim. And if you start cramping or something, if it's cold water, you might be in trouble. Um, so those two safety devices are very important. And, and you'll see a bunch of people like up at our local lakes here, Pineview specifically, where the kids close to shore will just have, will just use it as a platform to just play on, right. to jump on and off. And that's fine. But if you're going any any distance whatsoever, you're going to want to ha- have um, a leash. And then it's law in on a lot of places to have a life jacket it just depends on whether you have to wear it or it needs to be on your on your vessel or your stand-up paddleboard and the different kind of life jackets are the traditional ones that you wear uh you put your arms through and wear around your your shoulders and chest or there's a belt version that's a like a blow up co2 co2 yeah yeah um which i i would like to grab i don't have one of those i would like to have just because it seems so much simpler and and uh i do get like rashes sometimes if I'm paddling too much with the traditional, right? Because I don't have the right kind. But yeah, if you buy like spend a lot of money and buy like a nice kayak one where it there it's made for paddling, then there, that's yeah. Um, so yeah, and then additional stuff. Obviously, swimsuit, sun hats are fun to wear. Um, and then depending on your if you've got a nice stable uh, stand up paddleboard, you can do things like coolers and. You'll bring your dog and bring like you can really have a good time and and load stuff onto your stand-up paddleboard. You know, uh, uh, one thing to really look into maybe because you know we can't we can't go anywhere without our phones is a waterproof case for your phone. You can take all the selfies on the water, um, which I it's actually awesome or a GoPro something some sort of way to dock because if you don't document it, it never happened. Right, <laughs> and also something that would maybe help your phone float. <laughs> I tether mine to my uh, life jacket, actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, so let's hope you can float. That's, well, let's hope the life jacket does its thing, yeah. Yeah. You know, I I always wear sunglasses for everything. And oh, I, I have lost I sunglasses, I can't tell yeah. you how many sunglasses I've lost because I forgot they were on my head and I jumped in the water. Yep. So um, chums or something to keep the sunglasses on or just, like you said, a sun hat and leave the sunglasses in the dry bag or whatever. Um, so speaking of dry bags, was, yeah, dry bags, dry bags. Another good one. So something you don't think about too is your key or your key fob, and you're like, well, I don't want to leave it on the beach, right? And if I fall into the water, I don't want it to get wet. So a mini little dry bag or something that you can attach to and put your keys or your key fob in. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. So, so what my wife and I do is I usually bring a, a like maybe a twenty liter dry bag or something like that. And we'll put in shoes. Um, we'll put in maybe a little bit of food or something, put our keys, maybe put a, a towel or something in there. And so one of the lakes near us or one of the reservoirs near us is Kazi Reservoir. And it's really cool because it's kind of this narrow reservoir with all these deep fingers. And you can paddle back to the end of the fingers and then hike from there. So what we like to do is we like to paddle back and stash our board somewhere. 
pull out our shoes out of the dry bag and do like a little hike. And then when we're all warm and sweaty because it's a hot day and stuff, we can run back and swim in the water, cool off and then paddle back and have a picnic and that sort of thing. So it's a lot of fun that way. So we, we always have a dry bag, at least like a 20 liter bag for both of us. Oh, dry too. bags are a great idea. Um, yeah. So that's, I mean, it's not a terribly difficult sport to, it's not like skiing where it's very pricey either. The board, the board's the biggest cost. Once you get the board and then, the, then the paddle and the rest is, isn't that bad. So, um, one, yeah. one thing that you mentioned that I have a question about is you said that inflatables tend to be more stable. Yeah. Now I was on an inflatable one time that wasn't pumped up really, really firm. Not stable. And that was not <laughs> stable. Right. So yeah, that's a good point. So it needs to be yeah. pumped up properly, like yeah. as firm as you can get it. Essentially. Get, get, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because if, if it is pumped up all the way, it should be more stable than, than most hard shells. Well, and, and also, you pump it up with warm air and then you put it on the cold water and the air in the, in the sub cools down and it'll get a little softer even mm-hmm. after it's on the, mm-hmm. on the cold air. So I've even found that we'll jump on the water and it'll feel pretty firm and I'll paddle around on the cold water for 15 minutes and need to just put a few more pumps in. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it depends on, you know, if you're, you know, your weight, your um, ability as well. So I have a race board and uh, oh man, I'm getting worse and worse at that thing. Because <laughs> like, if you don't, you, you don't practice, then and so you know what I did is I bought a a Bosu ball. Oh yeah. And so those are those workout things where it's like flat on one side and a ball on the other. So it's like a half ball, and then you can um, you can put it ball side down, um, and then you can stand on the other side and just do um, like your work your curls or whatever. Do work so that helps engage those ancillary muscles in your legs for balance. Um, which has seemed to help, um, until recently when I haven't, when I haven't been out as much, but, <laughs> but whenever I go out first on the race board and then I jump onto a rec board, I'm like, how do you fall off these rec boards? <laughs> they feel so stable because the race, the race boards are <laughs> pretty yeah. good at it. So we'll start you on the race board and then you'll jump on a rec board and be like, Oh, this is, this is a piece of cake. Right. Um, and those, and that's why I watch the pros and I'm like, I'm always in awe because they feel they make those race boards look like so stable, super stable. Right. And I mean, maybe the 14 foot plus ones are, are fairly stable, but I have a 12, six and it's, um, you don't have the length helping you and, and it's pretty thin and I don't have like a super long fin. So the fins is sort of a standard fin. You can buy a special fin. You go fin shop. You want to enter, <laughs> you want entertainment for an hour. Go stand up paddleboard fin shopping and boy, you'll, that's a deep dive. Um, <laughs> that's a, that's on purpose right there, that pun, um, but in, into the world of fins and performance fins and carbon fiber fins for certain breaks of oceans and certain places. Like it's crazy how technical they get with the fins. One thing that blew me away is when we first started carrying high end boards, I was looking at some of the fins that were sold separately and it's like $250 fin. I could not believe it. Like <laughs> for a fin, for a fin, yeah. that's not the board. That's a fin. And, yeah. um, I mean the boards, but are, it matters. I mean, some of the boards we had were two to $3,000 at yeah. the time. Yeah. So two, $300 fin is like, okay, this, yeah, that's an, that's an accessory that I'm going to need because it could make a huge difference, especially if you're racing. There's no race. There's no races right now in Utah. There used to be a race series. And I actually think that, um, the sport may need it, you yeah. know, like some, somewhere in Utah and Colorado, if there was a sanctioned, 
you know, like the Cirque series just happened last, kicked off um, at Brighton Brain. over the over the weekend last weekend, and you know, it, those types of races that just get you in the mood to run in the mountains, it creates sales and it creates better gear. And um, if there was an like an inland mountain race series for stand-up paddleboarding, I feel uh, in the West here in U the Utah or Colorado, because right now I don't, I mean, I haven't seen one. But if there was one, then it would really help push the sport and push more people into to buy. Because right now it's pretty much just recreation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> when I go out on the lake, I see loads and loads of paddle boards all by the company, the Utah company, Lifetime. Oh, I actually <laughs> thought you were going to say Glide. <laughs> oh, well, they're, they're, yeah. yeah, that is also a Utah company and they make great boards. I would suggest that Lifetime is a great recreational family board for messing around on, less for paddling, but more for just messing around on. You know what, they're great boards. Um, we had a friend who was an employee at the shop here um, who had a Lifetime board, Mark Bo remember Bokish? Yeah. Who had a Lifetime board and he ran the river in it, he ran <laughs> Weber in it multiple times uh, before he was able to stay standing the whole time. Cause there's what, there's a class two. I think, I don't know. I yeah. don't think there's anything much above class two on that stretch, but yeah, it depends, I guess on yeah, the water um, level. And then, you know, he's finally, but he learned, he learned on a, so they're affordable. Lifetime yeah. is an affor affordable family. You get those for 200, they're heavy. Like that. Right. They don't track well. Um, but if, but maybe that's not what you care. Maybe you don't care because right. it's a significant, it's almost double when you step up to like a real brand, like right. that makes boards that will last a long time. They're nice and, uh, and light. So NRS is a good, maybe in between uh -huh. NRS inflatable is somewhere between, um, I don't know, maybe they're the same price as a glide, huh? The NRS is, is they can get up there. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're going to start, I think they're going to start around nine, go up to 900, 12, yeah. 13. Yeah. yeah. So that's a lot, but the, I want to say lifetimes between two, two and four hundred bucks, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Boardworks makes some pretty affordable, um, yeah, they, paddle boards that are they're pretty awesome. They made a kind of entry level package that was like seven hundred for the board, the fin, the paddle, the kind of everything, the leash stuff. So yeah. that's not too bad. Um, so what's the what are the advantages though of going with a slightly more expensive slightly per, more performance oriented board over like a lifetime board or one of those it's, it's like a lot of gear so if you if you ski or something like it in, in getting into a sport it's you can definitely tell the performance difference for sure so if you are if you don't know if you're gonna like the sport and you're just your friends go do it and you want to be involved and they don't really go very far on the water they're not traveling a mile on the water a, a cheaper board might be is probably fine it's it's just a recreational board you're going to use it a few times a year it's not a big deal it's fine what you're gonna it's gonna you're gonna notice performance differences for the most part so sure. um and then it, and weight um but the weight and the tracking ties into the performance so when you go when you step up to a brand name stand-up paddle board that's when it's like okay i'm going to use this a lot I plan to be on it maybe once a week this summer and I plan to go outside of like the buoys or whatever. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I plan to paddle around the freaking lake. Like I'm going to go places on this thing. That's when it's like, okay, yeah, you should probably think about 
putting some money into that because you're going to you're going to use it and you get your money's worth out of it um if you're going to use it as like a yoga board or something it's like i don't know maybe maybe just find a, a cheaper inflatable sure a used inflatable even i mean so one thing i'd suggest um we rent stand-up paddle boards we rent good ones yeah quality ones um gear 30 what i found is that <laughs> when my wife and i went out paddle boarding for the first time we'd never done it before um we were i think we were at the lake with friends or something and they had some cheap paddle boards there there are also some good paddle boards there we had brought some good ones that were rentals um somebody else brought some cheap ones and what was interesting is right at the beginning of the day nobody cared which board it was and by the end everybody was fighting over the good ones and my wife got on the cheap one started paddling around and she's like yeah i don't really like this then she got on a good one she said wow that was a lot of fun it, was, it improved the experience. Of, it definitely yeah, did because, yeah. it, you know, it's like you're going mountain biking uh, for the first time on like a cheap bike from Walmart. Heavy. Versus, yeah, yeah, heavy, doesn't shift well, not very efficient versus getting on a quality mountain bike. It's a completely different experience. So like you said, you know, if I think those lifetime boards and some of those other entry level boards are great, particularly if you have younger kids, yeah. you're just going to beat them up. They're really not paddling hard. They're just goofing around on them at the lake and stuff, that's great. Those are awesome. But what I've found is that if you think you might want to get into stand-up paddleboarding, but you want to try it first, go rent a quality board, 30 bucks, 40 bucks a day, something like that. Yeah. And, and ex- experience what it's like on a good board before you decide whether or not that's something you want to I just thought in. of a really good idea for, or a good reason you should buy like a lifetime board, a cheaper board. If you have like an Airbnb, yeah, there you go. <laughs> buy a lake, <laughs> buy some cheap, pad- and then because you could advertise like, oh, we have paddle boards, and then they don't have to be. You don't want expensive boards because they're going <laughs> right. to get hammered, right? And then yeah, buy some cheap like boards. Fifty extra things. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which so uh, I mean, they have their purpose for sure. So, um, and I, I, yeah, I started off with like nice boards because I did. Oh, I, I did paddle some not as nice boards and I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't want that. I want to, yeah. I want a little better experience, but yeah. So what we have now is, um, my wife and I, we have, we have, we don't own them. We have access to some nice paddle boards. My in-laws have some really nice paddle boards and, um, they're, they're not inflatables and we've done the inflatable thing and we prefer the solid boards. Um, but now we'll, We'll go the extra mile to make sure we have quality boards because it just makes the experience that much better. Yeah, um, yeah, it really does. Takes, How come you don't don't like the inflatables? Well, you know, I've been on inflatables multiple times, and I thought they were fine. Um, the board that my father-in-law has is it's kind of a cross between a, a race board and a recreational board. It's a little bit wider than your traditional race board, but it has it's it's got the shape of a race board so the nose instead of coming up out of the water like a surfboard kind of that yeah scoop it, it nose, cuts through it cuts through the mm-hmm. the lake and so it tracks straighter it's faster it's more stable at, at speed in that way um and it's just a lot of fun all of the inflatables that i've ever been on they don't track as straight um you know like i said earlier if you pump them up really firm they're really good um, but what I found is, you know, we'll get on the water, we'll pump them up really firm, put them on the water and start paddling away, meaning planning on being away for a couple hours. And they start to soften up just a little as it's, as you've been on the cold water for a while and the air inside gets colder, 
then they'll soften up a little. And Another so- thing I just thought about too with inflatables is they'll catch wind. So um, more more so than a hardboard. Right. If you're if you're familiar with the area here, around here in Causey and Pine View, if afternoon winds are a thing. Right. And so if you're at Pine View and you pa- paddle down towards what's it called where the bridge goes over the, it's the spillway. The spill, you paddle towards the spillway and you're coming back in the afternoon and the wind goes towards the spillway, it's like you're paddling in place. <laughs> the last yeah. thing you want to be on is in an inflatable paddling yeah. in place. Same thing with Causey. If you go back to the fingers and you're trying to come back to the, the put in there and it's the afternoon and the wind kicks up, it's like right. I am going nowhere. You have to look at the land to make sure you're moving because it feels like you're going nowhere. And right. the inflatable will catch that wind and it almost feels like it's pushing you backwards. Right. So uh, they're more stable. Like if you are, if you love doing the yoga thing or taking your dog, even there, they'll, that'll be better. Or if it's just can more convenient for you to, to, to transfer those because you have a small car or something in an inflatable uh, inflatables definitely have their, their place. I, I actually want to add a couple of inflatables to my, what do you call it like quiver quiver yeah <laughs> because i yeah we have so we have i have three i have a race board a rec board and a kids board and they're all hard um and i now i want a couple of inflatables just because just cause yeah, yeah. Uh, i i like inflatables i like what they do you know we hauled some we held some paddle boards up to yellowstone or close to, to island park close to yellowstone a few years back and they were hard boards and they were kind of a pain Mm-hmm. to to load up and to haul that far and to make sure they were strapped on yeah. well and stuff and i would have loved to have some inflatables for that trip yeah with that said i live close to a lake and transportation transporting them to the lake and back is not a big deal and i'd prefer in that case to have a solid board oh so. last thing if you buy an inflatable spend the extra 70 bucks 100 bucks whatever to buy a uh, electric pump that hooks up to your yeah. cigarette lighter in your car. Yeah. It will. Game changer. Game. Yeah. Look, don't try to be tough guy. All right. Because <laughs> after a couple of times of pump a hand, using the hand pump, it's like, that's dude, a, the electric is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just having to pump every time you go out, that's enough to be like, hey, I want to go out. No, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> no, it will deter you. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So cool. cool. Well, thanks for the advice, Brandon. And um, yeah, I'm actually, now that we've talked about it, I'm actually kind of excited to go out. Maybe we'll try to go out this weekend. So should be a a nice hot weekend here. Oh yeah. Holiday weekend. Fourth of July weekend. Yep. It's a nice weekend because I don't think anyone is really on the water. (laughs) 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 85, 90 degrees. Nobody there. Fourth of July. Yeah. Nobody Nobody on the water. (laughs) Most people stay inside. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're all home watching the soccer games. That's what it is. So, yeah, cool. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast today. And um, if you want to follow Gear 30 on Instagram, you can find us at gear underscore three zero. And you can go to our website, gear30.com. That's spelled out G E A R T H I R T Y.com. You can see all the gear that we sell in the shop here in ogden utah including stand-up paddle boards and all the other water gear that you might need and um we will see you all in the next episode we'll see you out there thanks for joining us today for the gear 30 podcast gear 30 is a specialty outdoor retail store at the foot of the wasatch mountains in ogden utah like us on facebook Follow and interact with us on Instagram at gear underscore three zero and visit our website gear30.com for amazing deals on the best outdoor gear around. 
That's Gear 30 spelled out, G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y dot com. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, leave us a review, comment, ask questions, and participate.